The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Mishminu Vehayehu, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the Dafa Yomi, and in honor of the Rabbi, Tiskel Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Amen. Today's daf is being slightly nushmat. Avraham ben Esteru, Hashem Tenihinu begin Edna Mentres. Tafas being started before Ashilma Yosef ben Sarah and Sarah Batrahel. Elna referred to him with Toksha Rahule Amo Israel. Amen. We begin today's Dafan Sadi Zain Amudishon and we start right at the top line. Our Gemara today begins with a subject from the Mishnah that we learned that the Almana is able to sell the Nechassim, the property of her deceased husband, in order to sustain herself. For Mizonot, in order that she could sell the property, get the money, and sustain herself, she could feed herself. This is the money, obviously, of the Yetomim. Now the Gemara is going to tell us how she sells that property. In the Mishnah, the Gemara says, How does she sell? Amar of Daniel, Bar of Katina, Amar of Huna, Mocheret, Achat, Lishnem, Asar, Chodesh. That she is able to sell. Once every 12 months, Rashi says, One year's worth of food stuff. She's able to sell that many fields in order that she can have enough uh, uh, money to feed herself for one year. However, she gets paid every 30 days. Which means the seller of the fields does not pay the money in one shot, but pays her in 12 installments. That's she. Why? Because if she gets married, once she gets married, she loses the Mizanot, so she has to give the rest to the Yorshim. So we don't want to give her the money up front, because now it's going to be hard for the Yorshim to get it back. So therefore, she's able to sell a year's worth of property to make money in order to feed herself for a year, but the Lokeya only pays in monthly installments, and therefore she gets money once a month, and then if in the event she gets married, so the rest of that money obviously goes to the Yorshim. He says, no, that she sells uh, six months uh, at a time, her uh, her needs, and the lokeach mefanes ahat l'shoshim yom. And also the same thing, it's monthly uh, payments. So comes again when it says, Tanya kevetid Ravuna, we have a braita to support the opinion of Ravuna that says she can sell a year's worth of, of properties to feed herself. Mocheret l'shnem asar chodesh, velokeach mefanes ahat l'shoshim yom. Tanya kevetid Ravuna, mocheret l'shah chodashim, velokeach mefanes ahat l'shoshim yom. So we have braitot, to support both opinions. Amar amemor mocheret chodashim. That what? Every six months, she sells the uh, fields, how much she would need for being mefanes herself. Ve'lokeach mefanes achat l'shloshim yom. And the lokeach gives it her in monthly installments. Comes again when it says, Amar le'ravashel amemor, 
which means what about the opinion of uh, Ravuna that says he could he could sell uh, a year's worth, uh, right? Once a year. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar le lo shamiyali. He said, I didn't hear it. And the Gemara explains, what does it mean? I didn't hear it. Kelomar lo svirali, meaning I don't, uh, I don't hold like that. Okay. So where is uh, the shita that we posek like? Is she shalvesi when she's able to sell the properties twice a year, right? Every six months she's able to to sell. Where quoted of Huna was once a year. As Tavihuda six months, and Huna was six uh, every every twelve months. Okay. Comes again when I continues. Ba'umine mirav sheshat. We have a question that they asked from Rav Sheshat. Mocheret lemezonot. So what did she do now? She sold her the assets in order to get. Mezonot, right to feed herself. Mao shetazor vetetrof lechtuba, which means can she go to those same uh, those properties exactly that uh, she sold? So she, again, what did she do? The, the, the Yitumim had assets, had had property. She needs money for the mezonot. She sold them. Right? Somebody bought them. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. She got money for that. So now she wants to go back to those same uh, properties and put a lien on them and say, hey. You owe me my ketubah. Could she, because the ketubah you can get from Karka. The question is, could she go to the same properties that she sold and now put a lien on those properties in order to get her ketubah? Okay, let's read that inside. Can she come along and get those same properties and take them for the ketubah? So Kamri Gemaran explains the question. Uh, the real question is based on a uh, ruling of Rav Yosef. Damar Rav Yosef, Armalta Dezabin, a almana that let's say sold in the Chasim of the Yitomim for Mizrot, or she sold it, let's say, for a Kituba, and let's say she accepted upon herself Ahrayut, uh, which is she sold the properties, and she said, listen, I'm responsible for the uh, property. If anybody else comes and takes the properties, I have to. I have to pay you, which means if let's say Baal Chov is going to come and take the properties, the lady is accepting upon herselves Acharayut, right? That she's going to pay the Likuhot for the for the fields. So let's get the case again. Armalta de Zabin, Armana sold the properties, and what she sold with Acharayut, so the deen is what? Acharayut Ayatmeh. I will say what? That the Acharayut is on the Yetumim, which means since who's obligated to feed Aramizun or Yetumim. So therefore, she's selling because she just wants to exist. Mm-hmm. So now when the Baal Hov comes along and says, hey, I'm taking that field, the Almanac can come along and say, hey, don't get involved with me. This is the Yitomim's obligation. The Yitomim are going to have to make good on the Likuchot because really it's their obligation. So comes the Gibran says, Achrayut ayat me'ubedina dezabin. And similarly, let's say betin that sold, sold the field for the uh, Almana in order to feed her her mizonot, Achrayut ayat Still, the Achrayut is on the Yetumim, I don't care if she sold it or the Betin sold it, and she sold it with Ahrayut, the obligation is on the Yetumim to make good on those fields if somebody else comes and tries to take it. So comes the Gemara and says, My, what's the deen when she sold the fields herself? Which means, what's the deal where she's not, no, not where she sold the fields herself, where she's the one that's the Malhov, where she herself was the one coming after the Likor and saying, I want to take these Likor for my Ketubah now. What's the question? My, listen, since the obligation is on you to pay her ketubah, so she, she's a balchot like everybody else, and then she can come and take it. Which means, 
which means, let's say, you didn't want to accept upon yourself the Ahrayut from the world, which means, if somebody else is going to take these properties from you, you're off the hook, because they already got to deal with the Yitomim. But, you're not going to tell me that you didn't accept your own Ahrayut, uh, which means, when, when we bought the field from you, we bought it with the understanding that you are not going to come and take it back from us. Which means, Ahrayut, they get other people. If somebody else comes and tries to take it away from us, okay, we know we can't come to you. The deen is got to go to the Yitoyim. That we understand was, was, was spoken, unspoken, but taken uh, for granted in the sale. But we didn't understand that we're sell, you're, you're, you're selling us a field, and you're going to be the Baal that's going to come back and take it back from us. Maybe we can, they, can, they, can, they can argue that. So Kazi Gavarad says, Amalehu. So it comes along and says, Tanituha. Actually, it's a Braita. What's the Braita say? Mocheret veholechet. Which means, what is she doing? She's selling her husband's property, Mocheret veholechet, which means Femizonot. Ad kedeh ketubata. Which means she sells until there's just enough karka for her ketubah. She don't sell everything, but she's still got to take a ketubah. So she sells properties off to get mizonot until there's just enough in order for our ketubah. And the Gemara says, Vesemichla, now that uh, karka that remains, Shetikbe ketubata minashar. She shall receive that ketubah from the, from the leftovers. Shmat minna, what do you learn over here from this braita? Uh, Shairain. Very good. Only because there was leftovers. However, lo shaira, lo. But if she didn't leave over, meaning if she sold everything, she cannot go back to the Kuhon and claim the Ketubah. So you see what? The claim of the Lokeh is correct. He can come along and say, listen, uh, I didn't sell it to you with the that you're going to come back and take it back from me. That's why the Gabbana says, if she's leftover property for the Ketubah, she can take it. If there's no leftover, she cannot go back to the Likuhon. Because who said, Maybe the Baraita is just giving her uh, good advice that, what, that she shouldn't go back. So they won't call her a, uh, a, an Indian giver, which means somebody that sells something that takes it back. She doesn't have a bad reputation. Nobody's going to marry her. Because what did she do technically? She sold the property, right? And all of a sudden she comes, uh, you know, whatever, much later, you know, I want that property back because, uh, you know, I want uh, the Ketubah. Halakhically, she might have a right to do that because she's, she's no different than any other Baalchov. She's owed the Ketubah. She can put a lien on the property and take it back. But you know what? Maybe the Kibbutz say, don't do that because, not because halakhically she can't, because we don't want to give her a bad reputation. She's going to be called the and then she's not going to be able to get married. Kibbutz says, Imken. So if that's the case, the Kibbutz says, meaning if it's just Aitza Tova, Gova Ketubata, Litni, Gova Ketubata, Minashar. Which it should just say. She should take her ketubah from what's left over. My semichla. What is those words, semichla? Shma'bina shaira in lo shaira lo. Which means, semichla means like, she relies on this. Relying on it is like a stronger language. Mashma, that she's relying on this. Meaning if there's no leftovers, if there's no extra money for ketubah, she's out. Meaning if it was just, it's not to you don't have to say the word semichla. You just say, she should take from the leftover. When you say semech, meaning she relies on this, mashma, that if it's left, if it's gone, she cannot go back to the likuchot. So the Gemara cannot be poshet from this b'raita, uh, which is the Gemara is, is, is really uh, concluding, based on this b'raita, I should say, that really she cannot go to the likuchot, because she herself is the one that sold it, and she, the lokad did not sell it on that premise, that she herself is going to go put a lien on it and take it back for herself. Comes the Gemara continues, the Gemara has a question. 
Zebin. Okay, guy sold uh, karka. He needed money, let's say. He needed money to buy uh, merchandise. Okay? Velo He got the money. So it turned out, he sold the field, he got money, but he didn't need the merchandise anymore. So now the question is, Hadre Zevine. Can he go now and say, listen, it was sold under a, uh, like a false pretense, so to speak. I only sold it because I needed the money. Right. Now that I got the money, I don't need the merchandise anymore, so I want to void the sale. Or, no, Hadre Zevine. Or do we say, no, listen, the, the, the sale was a sale. What do I care what you're doing with the money? And uh, listen, your problem. You, you couldn't buy merchandise. Uh, I bought your field and, uh, and finished. So that's the, uh, that's the question of the Gemara. There's a story. A person that sold fields. He needed money to buy oxes. They saw not tzirikun. At the end of the day, he didn't need the money to buy the oxes. Velo aderini aleir papad aray, and the papad not giving back the field, which means listen, you sold it and finished. Now you, you didn't use the money for what you needed it for. So what? Comes the Gemara and says, no, who told you? The papad lefni mishur. Gemara says the aderini aleir I'm sorry. The Gevara says over here that a papa returned the field to him. So you see what? That since uh, the money was not used for the intended purpose of the sale, so this field goes back. To that the Gevara says, no, maybe the papa is being mahmir, meaning really the sale is a sale, but the papa is being nice, he's being above and beyond the letter of the Lord, therefore he's returning the field. So we have no da'ayah from the story of the papa, that he only gave the field back just being... Uh, Above and beyond the level of Tashem, we have another story. There was a certain Batsurta, a famine that was in the city of Nahar and therefore there was a lack of Hita. There was no wheat available. So all the people sold their palaces, their mansions, in order to buy uh, wheat. Right? So all the real estate was being sold to get money in order to go buy wheat. What happened? They sold After a while, all of a sudden, the wheat showed up. And now all of a sudden there was a plentiful uh, uh, wheat available. Amar lehu Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman said, Dina hu dehadre apadmeh lemarayu. You have to return the mansions to the original owners. Because they only sold it because why? They needed uh, money for wheat. But now there was wheat. Which realized after they sold everything, there was a wheat surplus. And therefore Rav Nachman said, sale was sold on a false pretense. Give everything back. Comes the Gemara says, no, no, I have from that story. That's different. This was not uh, sold uh, 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 on a proper pretense. The whole sale is void from the inception. It's ta'ut. Why? Because at the time of the sale, the boats already that had the wheat were in the ports. Which means the whole thing was sold on a false pretense. They were selling their properties because they thought there was no wheat. But really, there was wheat. Which is the boats already were filled with wheat already in the ports. All, all they needed is to deliver them. So it's not yeah, for our case. Our case, you know, a guy sold the field under a normal pretense, and the guy's using the money to buy, let's say, oxes. Now he decides what? He's, he doesn't want to buy the oxes. That wasn't sold under a false pretense. In that case, we want to know, could the guy go back and get his field back? But don't mean we get out from this case. When they sold their mansions, they were selling it because they thought there was no wheat. But indeed... There was wheat. And as a matter of fact, the wheat was on the boats ready to be uh, delivered to the, to the towns. So therefore you have no... So comes the Gemara and says, if that's the case, Normally Iyache is a question. This Iyache over here is a support. 
Okay, it's a tricky Yachid. Normally Yachid always introduces, if that's so, but this Yachid is coming to say, Yachid, as if to say, a support to what we just said, that Rav Nachman nullified the sale because of, uh, it wasn't a sale with the proper pretense of the beginning, we're going to prove that to you. Now we understand. Now we know what Rabbi Bashim told Rabbi Nachman. Which means, you're going to ruin it now. Because now, every time a person is going to sell a field now, he's going to say, oh, you know what, he could, uh, he could return it. And therefore nobody's going to sell any fields anymore. Because they're going to think that uh, the rabbi's going to come along and say, you can avoid the sale. So he was telling Rabbi, how could you forsake that the people that sold the mansions get their mansions back. You're going to give them the people, Latino, nobody's going to want to sell property thinking that what? That it's going to be re- returned. So comes the governor and says, What do you mean? Every day this happens? Every day there's a basorit? Every day there's a, uh, there's a famine? Which means they're going to come along and uh, say, this is, this is not such a shahiyah uh, case over here. And therefore it's not going to lead to a mechshol. Uh, Says, yes, in Nehardea, there's actually prevalent Batsoret. And what's going to happen as a result of it? It's going to come out Mishals. Uh, because what's going to be? People are going to sell their uh, properties during the time of the famine. And what really, uh, the only reason why you said that they have to return it back is because the boats were, the boats were there. Right? Because it was, in, so it was under a false pretense. But people are not going to know that. They're going to start thinking that any time they sell a field over the time of famine, they're able to return it back. And that's not the uh, deed. So you're going to cause a, uh, you're going to cause a mikshon. Look at the uh, Rashi. Right before the uh, Mishnah. In. Amale in. Actually, let's read the one before that one. Actually, let's read all of them. Let's start from the Arbeh. That the boats were in the uh, in the ports at the time of the sale. Which means when it says the boats weren't able to take the regular route over the rivers because it says the rivers were swelling, so therefore they had to take alternate routes. So they didn't know the boats were there. They were on the uh, you know the turns. They were going around the, you know a, a, a alternate route. That's why they didn't realize the boats were uh, were there. If the sellers would have known that the boats were on their way, we came from a far place that wasn't expected. Then the sellers are sale. So the rabbi said, Now we understand. That's right. For now on, anybody thought that somebody's going to want to sell their land, nobody's going to buy it because they're going to think, What? You're going to be able to refund it. Is this, is this case uh, a normal case? This happens every day? So he comes along and says, Yeah, this happens. And you have to suspect that maybe the boats are going to come. They climb up and they're going to be in these uh, these uh, routes over here that are uh, not known to the people. What's going to happen? Then the, the sales are going to be void. You think yes? This is a uh, a common case. 
The only reason why you nullify the sin is because of what? False pretense. The ibe the atukatim makom karov or shemau leenu lebadam the tama mishum zavin velo esriku lezuzeh havimidi de lo shechiyahu v'nekam ekshol. Which means in this case uh, uh, over here, the only void because it was a false pretense. But what in a regular case where let's say they sell the uh, houses and now uh, wheat comes let's say from uh, somewhere else that they didn't know about it. That's not such a shechiyah uh, situation. So we have to we have to worry about ruling in this case over here to another case. Where the people are going to now stop selling their uh, selling their fields, which is the people are not going to have to worry that this is going to come to a mikshol by giving such a halakha. Comes the Gemara says belcheta, but halakha bottom line comes out zabin that once he sells the karka velo it's tadikul elzuze hadre zabine. The Gemara says he can go back, even though that doesn't sound like the maskana till this point. Smart for till this point we're saying that no, once you sell it, you sell it. But the Gemara is saying no. But the halakha says even if it wasn't a false pretense, guy bought the uh, sold the fee because he needed money to buy a certain merchandise. Now he doesn't need to buy that merchandise anymore. He can go back to the uh, uh, buyer and say, "Listen, I want my field back. You take the money back." And that is the halakha. So you see, the Gemara, even though it wasn't mashma like that towards the end, the Gemara is saying still halakha. The deen is that that's what the person is able to do. Okay, just regarding the halakha on the subject of when the sale. Uh, is voided because of uh, the uh, purchaser or the uh, seller does not need the uh, uh, money anymore. Uh, so uh, the Mefarshim said a few things over here. Number one, I'm going to read it over here. Aleph. Which means, if it's evident that the reason why he's selling the field is because he needs the money, so he doesn't have to specify it. Which means, don't think you have to specify it. I need it for merchandise. If it's clear, that the uh, buyer of the field knows that the seller is doing it because of uh, certain purposes that's considered an umdena muhad and it's a clear, evident uh, proof. Okay. Which means, he says an example. A guy, let's say, uh, gave uh, all his nechasim to somebody. Uh, the guy heard his, uh, his son died or something. And he gave him all his money. And then the son showed up. Which means, in certain cases where a guy, let's say, gave all his money to somebody, because he thought his son died. He doesn't have any inheritors anymore. He gave his money away. All of a sudden the son surfaces again. Of course, in that case over there, it's an umdena. I only gave the money because I thought the son was dead. Yeah. Now that the son's alive, of course, uh, go back. That, that's a case where you have to, even though he didn't stipulate, but it's obvious. What, what are you giving the money for? Because no, he gave him money. So he gave him matana. I gave him the guy gave him money. Now he's coming and saying, "I want my money back." What are you giving me? Money? You give me matana. No, no such thing as okay. Number uh, two, he says over here. Be'amim shekavanato shelam mocher. Sometimes the seller, is, his kavanah is not evident so much. Even though he doesn't have to speak it out, let's say, as a condition. Which means he has to make a revelation at the time of the sale. For example, he sold all his assets because he wants to move to uh, Israel. Okay? He said, you know what, you know what, I'm moving to Israel. He didn't stipulate that that's, I'm only selling you to you on condition. He just made that clear as a gilui uh, milta. At the time of the sale, you should know, I'm moving to Israel. 
אילו היה מגלה כבודו זו בשעת המכירה, אפילו בלא תנאי גמור, לא היה נחשב את הדברים שבלב. Now it's not considered in his heart anymore, he spoke it out, והמקח היה מתפטר כאשר נאנס ולא עלה. Now in the event, let's say he can't go to Eretz Yisrael, the sale is nullified. Because since he revealed it, even though he didn't reveal it as a stipulation, that's considered uh, enough revelation to break the Israel. שכן בצירוף כדורי דת מוכיע גם המעשה על מחשבתו, שכן דרך בני אדם למכור כל נכסיהם. His actions are also supporting what he said. Because a human being does not sell all his assets unless he's planning on moving. So therefore, his actions plus his giduidat combined, even though he didn't stipulate, it's considered as if it is a stipulation. Number three, He sold all his clothes, let's say. Right? In order to go to move to Israel. Which means he just says, I'm moving to Israel. Well, his actions don't support that, because selling your clothes, per se, has nothing to do with moving uh, to, a, to a different place. Then you have to explicitly say, the sale is only a sale, because I'm moving to Israel. If I don't move to Israel, I'm taking my clothes back. Okay, that's what it has to be spoken out. So those are some of the uh, conditions uh, that uh, come out. Uh, that even though he did not, and, but the deed of the Gemara is, that in certain cases, where it's in Umdana, where people can assume exactly why he sold the property, and that reason does not materialize, he's able to come back and say, I want my field back, and that is the uh, bottom line of the halakha. Comes the next Mishnah. Almana. Okay, I have a widow. Okay, she's uh, Almana. Either she's from uh, widow, from Ilusin, uh, engagement, or mina nisuin from marriage that she says, what's the point of erusin she'en la mezonot u'mocher lechtub bata? Let's review. When does mezonot kick in? Mezonot doesn't kick in until she is married, right? When she's a arusa, the husband does not have to give her mezonot, but she still gets a ketuba. So now the dean of the mishnah says, almana, she's almana ben mina erusin, where she could sell her properties where the husband died, let's say. Now she wants to sell the assets in order to pay her ketuba. Behemen and Nisuin, where she's selling in order to get even mezonot, mocheret sheno bebeti. Tanakama says she does not have to sell her, the fields with betin. She, she can sell it, I feel sheno bebeti. She's got to go with betin, especially in the, the, the case of the Nisuah, she wants to have mezonot now. She's going to stop, well, she has to wait till betin now, or walk the straights to selling in the field, it's uh, too much. So therefore, Tanakama says, not only uh, um, a Nisuah, but it goes even further, in Arusah, that selling ketubah, we don't put her to the hurdles of having to go through bedding to sell property to pay a ketubah. We'll see why Tarakamah holds like that. So that she could sell her properties, then the mezonot, then the ketubah, she'll have a bedding. Good? Rabbi Shimon Omer, mina nisu'in, mocheret, she'll have a bedding. Yeah, mina nisu'in, meaning when she's selling for mezonot, but that's mina nisu'in, is mezonot, she could sell without bedding for the same reason. We don't want to put her through hardship to feed herself. She's got to eat. However, mina erusin not to call her bedin. But mina erusin, where all it is she's selling is for ketuba, then she's got to do it for with a bedin. Mepene she'en la mezonot. In the case of the suin, she's a mezonot. Because she'en la mezonot, not to call her bedin. But in the case where there's no mezonot, for example, a arusa, then she only sells it with bedin. So that's basically the bishemon's ruling. Let's read Rashi. The bishemon omer mina nisuin shu mocher la mezonot. She cannot starve until Betin is uh, ready for. 
אבל מן האנוסין שאין מקינתה אלא לכתובה, לא תלכו, זה בבטין. באנוסין, it's only for כתובה. wait for בטין to sell it according to the normal way. כמה זה גמרן says, בשתמה מן הנישואין משום מזונה. I understand why you don't have to, קוראים את הנקמה. Why a lady is able to sell her property, to sell the properties in Almanah Menei Nisuin, she needs Mezorot. She's got to live. We don't want her to wait around for Betty because she's going to starve. However, Elam Menei Nisuin, my Tama, but what's the reason Menei Nisuin? Which means Menei Nisuin, it's Ketubah. Why should the Tarakama say don't sell it with Betty? Let her go to Betty and sell the properties. Amar Ola Meshum Hina. What is Meshum Hina? We do not want to inconvenience a lady to get her ketubah. You know why? Because if you make it difficult for a lady to get a ketubah, she's not going to uh, find favor, or, or she's not going to uh, want to get married, and it's going to cause her to, <coughs> to uh, delay getting married again. So therefore, we do not want her to uh, have an impediment in getting married again. So what do we do? When she gets the ketubah, let it, let it be easy for her. Okay? We want uh, uh, her to find favor in the eyes of uh, uh, and, and the, and the people. Okay, is a different Another reason, listen. A, a husband does not want his wife to be embarrassed in front of going to front of Betin to start claiming properties. Therefore, when the uh, Arus died, you could assume that Arusa can just sell the Ketubah, the properties, without Betin. Why? That's not what the husband wants. The husband wants to not go stand in front of Betin, so I don't have to make claims. So that's the reason. So two different reasons. Either Mishum Hen, or Mishum She'en Ish Rotzech Tetganeh Ishto. So comes the Gemara and says, My Benai, what's the Nafkam between the two reasons? Ika Benai, you know what the Nafkam is going to be? Girusha. Right, let's say she wasn't an Almana. She was divorced. Right, she's divorced Mena Irusim. Leman de Amal Mishum Hena, Girusha Namen Ba'ayachin. Which means, according to the reason that says what? Hen, that we don't want to cause the lady not to get remarried, so what do I care if she got divorced or not? I always want to make it easy for the lady to get her ketubah because I'm worried about the next marriage. So therefore, I don't care if she got divorced to the first time. I'm thinking about now, this next marriage. But if you're going to come along and say that the whole reason is why, because the husband doesn't want it to become mitpaz in front of Betin, in the case of Gerusha, Adrabah, you got divorced. In case if she doesn't get embarrassed in front of Betin, she doesn't care. So that would be enough coming up between the two reasons. Comes the Gibran says, Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah. Later on, the Gibran is asking a question now. Ugrusha lotim kor. A girusha should not sell ela bebeti. Ah, girusha can only sell the money for the ketubah for the bebeti. Bishta ba lemata ba the fish ela dam lotish tpaze ishto bebeti. Girusha lo achpatle. Good. According to the reason that says that the husband doesn't want to get embarrassed. I understand the lady Mishnah. The Mishnah saying girusha. Let us sell it in front of Betty. Why? Because the husband uh, doesn't care. Otherwise, he let her get embarrassed. But according to the reason that says, that it's for a lady, so she'll have an incentive to get remarried. How can he argue on the Mishnah? So Gebra says, Who's the author of that next Mishnah? Rabbi Shimonhi. Okay, so what did we learn in our Mishnah also? We learned that Rabbi Shimon's Shita was that. Any lady, mina irusim, that's uh, selling ketubah only, it's only a ketubah situation, has to be in front of betin. So therefore, he doesn't know, he, he doesn't know like Tarakama holds what, even ketubah you don't have to be in front of betin. 
I that Mishnah later on that says Girusha, Girusha that uh, she 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 needs a Betty to sell to Bishamon. That the Bishamon is always a lady that selling for Ketubah has got to be in front of Betty. So you have no uh, question uh, on the, the later Mishnah. Comes the Gemara and says, Rekhleshi, the Bishamoni, five lines down. Delet lechina. He don't. The Bishamon obviously doesn't hold of hen. What's the proof? Clearly, the Bishamon holds an Arusa, who's an Almana, she cannot sell her Ketubah only in front of Betin. So he doesn't care about the hand factor. He doesn't care about uh, her uh, incentive getting married again. So therefore, that later Mishnah that says an Al- Girusha cannot uh, sell her Ketubah only in front of Betin, the Bishamon, don't ask, we, till now we're going into the Kamashita. So you ask me a question from the later Mishnah, then the Mishnah is the Bishamon. The Gemara continues, eat a Bishamon, if you tell me that the Mishnah later on is the Bishamon, hatana l'resha. We know this already from the Resha, from our Mishnah. What would it say in our Mishnah? Mena irusin notimkor. Right? Our Mishnah clearly said that mena irusin, she does not sell only in front of Beddin. Okay, so the Chaura, we know that from our Mishnah. Why? Look at... No, so we know from our Mishnah. So comes the Gemara, because why? Didn't the Mishnah say that the Arusa sells it from uh, only can sell with Betty? That means he doesn't go with Hen. So therefore, he doesn't go with Hen. So obviously, Girusha also has to sell it with Betty. So what do you, what do you, what do you need to tell me that the next Mishnah is Alibad Rabbi Shimon? We know already from this Mishnah. Maudetema, because I would have thought Almana mina Irusin. That's it. Almana mina Irusin, like our Mishnah, who delo nafish Hendida. In that case, I might tell you, I'm not concerned too much about the hand factor. Aval, Girusha, Dinafish hand. But in the case of a Girusha, where there is a hand factor, Dida, Ematifri hand. Maybe I'll take you the hand, Kamashwala. What's the difference between an Almana and a Girusha? Rashi. Delo Nafish hand, Dida. An Almana. Doesn't have too much hand. Why? Shelo Aitala Hibat Bia. She never had Bia with the Arus. She was Amana from Irusin. The people, on the other ladies, are not going to lose incentives to get married if they see that she has a hard time getting a ketubah, this lady. Because they say, she didn't, she didn't get anything. She'd never be out with the guy even. So she's getting free money now. She's getting a ketubah. So it won't bother ladies that this lady's having a hard time getting a ketubah. Because they say, there was really little investment. They didn't let be out together. Masha'enken, I would say, a girusha. A girusha, they live together. So, a already, the husband enjoyed. Now what? You're going to tell me, still you're going to make it difficult to get a ketubah? Now other ladies are going to come along and say, hey, I'm not getting married over here. So therefore, you would have thought that by girusha, even the Mishnah one says, hand factor. That's why you need the next Mishnah. Even though I told you by Almana, I needed to tell it to you by... Girusha, because by Girusha there was a half a minute to think that even if Shimon would say, let us just sell the properties without Betin. You know why? Because you're going to lose incentive on the ladies. Why? Why you lose incentive? Because the ladies would come along and say, hey, that's not right. She's married. She had and all this. She was with the husband. Now she wants, she wants to collect the Ketuban. They're putting her through the mill. It's too difficult. Even in that case over there, she still has to sell it with a Betin. So therefore you need both Mishnah. You need the Almana Mishnah and you need the... Girusha Mishnah. Oh, so comes the Gemara and says, Hanametanina. <coughs> what are you talking? It's also now Mishnah. Which means the Girusha case, 
I don't need to have a Mishnah later on to teach me Gimisha. It's got to go in front of a Betin. It's actually our Mishnah. Why? Kol she'en la mezonot. Would we say at the end of our Mishnah? At the end of our Mishnah, after the Bishamon gave his uh, law, he gave a rule. He codified it. He said, if there's no mezonot, it's got to be done in front of Betin. What do you have to repeat that for? You already told me a case of Almana. Almana, Almana Arusa does not have mezonot. And you told me, Almana Arusa Bebetin. What do you have to tell me at the end of the Mishnah? Kol she'en la mezonot Bebetin. That's repetitious. You know why I have to say that? La atuye mai, lav la atuye girusha. Must be to come include the case of a girusha. To come and tell me what? That also a girusha, she has to go in front of Betin, good. That means the later Mishnah must not have been the Bishamon. Because the Bishamon's Girusha case was said already from an implication from Al Mishnah. And therefore the second Mishnah that said Girusha needs Betin, that must be going like Tanakama. Oh, that's a question going against the rabbi that said the reason is Chayen, the Karash should also not go for the Betin, nor to have the Chayen factor. So comes again when it says, no, no. That's not the implication of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is not coming to teach you the Girusha case. Our Mishnah is coming to uh, bring a case of a lady who is Safik Migureshet. Like the opinion of Rabbi Zira. Which means, we have a rule. Any time a lady is Migureshet Vena Migureshet, which means what? She is Safik Migureshet. The husband is Hayav to support her. Because until there's divorce, really, the support is uh, necessary. So now let's see, what is that going to do with our Mishnah? Lashi. Migureshet Vena Migureshet. Yeah? Migureshet Vena Migureshet. Umin Ha'irusin. Okay, it's coming to tell me a case of a lady that was engaged. And they got divorced. Now, give me a case of Megureshev. Let's say he threw her the get. Like we had this case many times. Sefek Karovla, Sefek Karovlo. We don't know. It's right in the center. We don't know who it's closer. If it's closer to him, she's not Megureshev. If it's closer to her, it is Megureshev. But you don't know. So therefore, she's Megureshev and Megureshev. So it says, Velo delot And the point of the Mishnah is not to tell me that she sells a ketubah from her assets, the betin, which is, I know that already from the case of Almana. Which is, I don't have to tell me that when she's selling for a ketubah, that she has to go to Betin. Every lady has to sell, if uh, uh, she's selling her ketubah, she's going to go for a Betin. Ela agav urche ashmin. You know what's teaching me? To megureshe ven megureshe keon zarak la gita safek karov la safek karov lao, bereshut rabim, en la mezonot mene yetomim imet. Which means now, if the husband dies... So now the Yetomim do not have to support her and give her Mizonot. Which means, the law is like this. So long as the husband's alive, he has to give. Because he's directly responsible for Mizonot. So the Sefik is on him. Yeah, you want to prove, you, want, you want to stop giving me Mizonot? Bring me a proof that I'm divorced. So as long as it's the husband supplying the Mizonot, he's got to pay even in the case of Sefik Migureshin. But once he dies... Yutomim can come along and say, hey, you want to take money out of us? Prove to me that you're divorced. Prove to, pro, sorry, prove to me that you're married. Exactly. Because now you're taking it out of us. Which is the husband, he's hayav in mezonot. You want to stop paying mezonot? Now already the lady can keep on taking out. It's a burden of proof was on the husband that it was a divorce. But now once the husband dies, the Hadush of the Mishnah is, 
the Yitomim do not have to give Mizorah, because they can come along to the wife and say, Yosafik Mukhresha, prove to me that you're still married, exactly. and therefore we're not going to give you Mizorah. Kedre Mizorah, Al Ganashi, Kedre Mizorah, Damar, Bala Hayab, Mizorah, Behayav. As long as the husband's alive, he has to give her Mizorah, Shmi'ina, Matnitin. So the Hedush of Al Mishnah is what? The Davka, Behayav. Mishum, the Mi'ukevet, Mishfilo, Lehnase. Which means she cannot get married. On account of him. Let's get the logic now. She, she, he's, he's holding her back. He gave her this Safek uh, Girushin over here. She's stuck. She cannot get married to him. She's going to stop. So, therefore, what? The husband has to support her until it's settled. From the Safek, we're not going to be Mamon from the Yorshin. Oh, so now, let's go slow. And based on that, that's what the end of the Mishnah was coming to teach me. Not a case of a Gerusha, and was coming to teach me a totally different deen. When the Mishnah said, I quote the last of the Mishnah, Kol she'en la mezonot, lotem kol ela bebetin, what's coming to say, Kol she'en la mezonot, meaning, in a case where she's safek megureshet, and she doesn't have mezonot, meaning that the yetomim are not responsible to give her mezonot, right there's the Hadush. Yeah. What? When she's selling for a ketubah, she's got to stop a betin. Agav Urheya teaching me that in a case where a lady was married, and now she falls to the yetomim because the husband died, she's a case of enna mizonot. And therefore, the Girusha case was not written in our Mishnah. The Girusha case is the next Mishnah. And therefore, I have the Bishim, everything's the Bishimon. The Bishimon starts off with the case of Almana, and tells me when Almana Arusa. Sells ketubah shkardur for the betin because she doesn't go hand factory. Don't give out incentives and things like that. And not only by an almana, but even by a girusha, where you might have thought that um, you know maybe since that biyah, maybe you have to make it easier for her. Still, you don't have to make it easy for. Her. Still, sold al yedeh betin. So therefore, the, resha, the al mishnah and the next mishnah is aliba to the bishimon and the laatuye. The case of al that was coming to include was a safek megureshit to teach me the deen that what? Yetumim are not obligated to pay mezonot. That's what the Mishnah says. Called she'en la mezonot. Why did she not mezonot? Because the husband died. She felt that Yetumim don't have to pay her. Of course she gets. Comes That's what this Mishnah is saying. That when she comes to sell a ketubah, she has to sell it through Betty. Comes to Gemara says, Tashema. Come and listen. Come and hear. We're going to bring a question. Kishim. Shemocheret shelo bedin. Just like the almana is able to sell our properties. Let's say for the ketubah. Shelo bedin. Right? Without bedin. This is according to Tarakama. She doesn't have to go according to the bedin. Kach yorsheha. Yorshe ketubata mochrim shelo bedin. So to her yorsheha. What is that case? Let's say she dies now. What happens to her ketubah? It goes to her inheritors. Her inheritors are also able to sell property to cash in the ketubah without bidding. So comes the Gemara now and analyzes. Mm-hmm. I understand according to the opinion that says what? That the whole reason why you don't make the wife go to Betin is because husband doesn't want his wife to be embarrassed in front of Betin. So I can say the husband also doesn't want his wife's inheritors to be embarrassed in front of Betin. However, which means when it comes to the hand factor, that's only Shayak by a her. That what we're concerned if you're going to make it difficult to get a Ketubah, she's not going to want to get married against it, it's going to be difficult to get married. But you're now. 
You have the boys, let's say, inheriting. So what are we worried about now? If you make it difficult to get the Ketubah, they're not going to get married? Hain is only by a lady you say that. Because the case talking about where it was girl inheritors. It's either she only had a daughter or was a sister. And therefore, the hand factor kicks in as well. If you're going to make it difficult for the bat or the awatat to collect the tobacco, she's not going to get married. Therefore, it's going to cause, or it's cause others also to have a lack of incentive. So that's the case why it says, Dafka Yursheha also have a right to sell Shalobi Betin, because Dafka in the case of bat or awatat, is a Dafka Mina, which means according to the Shita that says, that in Adam even if it was boys, it doesn't matter because bottom line, I don't. He doesn't want his wife to be mitbazir. He doesn't want his her inheritors to be mitbazir, boys or girls. I see. If you go with the hand factor, you have to say the cases Dafka talking about girls. continues. Okay, lady sells her ketubah. Uh, okay, she sells the rights to the ketubah. Oh, mixata. What she sells part of the ketubah. Or let's say she mortgages her ketubah as a collateral for something. Or she puts the collateral on part of the ketubah. Or she gave as a matana her ketubah to somebody else. Or okay, she gave a part of it to somebody else. The rest, she cannot, the balance, she cannot sell only in front of Betin Rashi. Now who's talking over here? Rabbi Shimon Kaamarla. This is Alibad Rabbi Shimon, like we learned in the last Mishnah. The Amar and Mocheret Shelo Bebetin Ela Lemezonot. Right? She can only sell Ketubah. Sorry, she can only sell outside of Betin for Mezonot. Vezu Mecheban Shegapta Miksata. Here's the Hidush. Once she collected partial Ketubah and La Mezonot, she loses Mezonot. Talk about a Nisu'ah. And the Su'ah has rights to Mizonot. Once she already collected part of her Ketubah, she cannot eat Mizonot anymore. Therefore, she loses the rights to Mizonot. Therefore, the rest and the balance of her Ketubah now has got to be sold with Betin. Because she cannot come along and say she's selling it for Mizonot. There's no more Mizonot. That once she gets partial payment for Ketubah, it's over. Mizonot stops. So whatever she's selling now to get paid for has to be for the rest of the balance of her ketubah. That has to be done dafka in front of bedi. Bachamim omrim mocheret mocheret. Of course, he gives it as a matana. If she gives the whole ketubah as a matana, vaday she loses mizonot. Even if she gives partial matana and she keeps the rest for herself, but what? She still has. She already uh, has part of the uh, the ketubah already. Chamim omrim, chamim come along and say mocherati afilu arba v'hamisha pe'amim. Doesn't matter. She could sell properties for a ketubah, even in four installments, and she didn't get paid yet full ketubah yet. Umocheret lemezonot shelo bebetin. She could still uh, sell properties for mezonot. She means she does not lose mezonot. Therefore, she can sell for the mezonot even not in front of bedin. The court. So it's machlokat Rabbi Shimon and Achamim. When she gets paid partial ketubah, does she lose mezonot or not? The chotevet lemezonot macharti. And as we learned earlier, that when she's uh, writing the star of the mechira, she should write that she's doing this for mezonot. We explained this over here for her reputation because we don't want it to sound like Raftanuta. Otherwise, she can look like a gluttonous lady, but she's selling all these fields over here, and the people are going to think that all the fields that she's selling is for mezonot. 
So therefore, no, some some is, some feel she sold this for ketubah. But if she's not going to write down in the field, what she's selling, people are going to think that watch she eats a lot, and therefore it's going to happen. No one's going to want to marry her. So they said for etzatov akamashpulan, write down exactly that this this one was for mizanot. So they that she's not eating uh, uh, that much. And then he went the girusha, like we learned in the last gemara, lotim kor ela bebetin, and we said it's alibad rabbi shimon that a girusha. Uh, she can only sell her prop, the properties for a ketubah in front of betting because of the fact that he does not go with the hand factor and therefore always a lady that's selling for ketubah needs to go in front of betting. Comes again and says, Who's the author of our Mishnah? Rashi, meaning Who's the Tanakamah of our Mishnah? Rabbi Shimonim. The Tanya, we have a Braita. Machra ketubata. She sold her ketubah, the rights. Mishkena ketubata, hasta ketubata apoteki. What's apoteki? Let's say she owed money to somebody. So she comes along and says that I'm making this field over here, over here that's designated for my ketubah apoteki, which, which is the shetevot apoteke, which means she's designating this field. This is the field that you can come along and take uh, uh, for, uh, for payment. Right? If I don't pay you back, I'm putting a guarantee where? On this designated field. And ram is which is, again, in all these cases over there, once she either sold the field of the ketubah, or she mortgaged it out, or she made an apotekai, she loses mezonot. Therefore, she cannot sell uh, uh, any mezonot anymore, any fields of mezonot. Therefore, all, all she has left is, if there's anything left over from the ketubah, and therefore it only needs betin. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon comes along and says, now this is Tanakama. Now Tanakama's case, it should be noted, she sold everything. Which means there's nothing, there's no remaining. Which is really, according to Tarakama, and this bright over here, the reason why she has nothing left, because she sold the entire, she got the ketubah, and now she, uh, she put it as a potiki, or she gave it as a mashkun, and so on and so forth. So Tarakama will agree in this case, where there's nothing left over, she has no bezorot, because she got paid. However, Bishamon Omer, even part of it, so you see what? Rabbi Shimon is the that says, even if she sold the fields and she got part of the ketubah, already she loses mezot. So that must be what? Chita of Tanakama. Let's read the... Good. She sold the entire rights of ketubah. And the mezonot. That's Tanakama of the bright which is Rabbi Meir. Aval makhla meksata. Yes, the mezonot. Good. Comes again and says, Lememra, you mean to tell me the Rabbi Shimon Sabar, the Rabbi Shimon holds, the lo amrinan mixat kesef, kechol kesef. Do you mean to tell me the Rabbi Shimon who says that when a lady gets part of the ketubah, right, when she sells part of the ketubah, we don't consider it uh, as if she got the, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, we consider it as if she got the complete ketubah. Even though she got partial ketubah, we consider that she got complete, and therefore she loses Mizrot. You, you, are you telling me that the Bishamon doesn't, or holds, remember the Bishamon Savan, that we don't say, Miksat Kesef, Kechol Kesef, Rashi, Lo Amiksat Kesef, Mohara Betulot, Shiesta Adain Alehem, which is the money that's owed her, because she didn't get paid full, the money that's owed her, Hareu Kekulo, maybe I'll say, on the little money that's owed to her, that she thought that say mixat kesef is considered kekulo. As long as she didn't get paid fully, that little that's ota is considered fully. It's considered all the kesef. And that's why she can eat mezonot. That's the bimi'ir. 
But the Bishamon obviously doesn't hold like that. Because the Bishamon says that the little money that's Ota is not considered as if all the money is Ota. Which means the Bishamon doesn't hold that uh, we don't say Mixat Kesef Kechola Kesef. Meaning we don't say, according to the Bishamon, that the partial money that's Ota is considered like all the money that is Ota. Because if all the money was Ota, she'd be able to eat Mizanot. From the fact that the Bishamon says when the partially she's owed some money, she stops... So therefore, we don't consider that partial kesef is considered old kesef. So we're saying the Bishamon doesn't hold like that. Why? What do we see? The Rabbanan, who's the Bimi Ir Sa'ad, he must hold what? Mixat kesef, kechol kesef. What does mixat kesef, kechol kesef mean? That's the Bimi Shita. That when she's owed partial money, it's considered as if she's owed all the money. And therefore, so, till she gets paid in full, she can still eat. Mezonot. What do you mean? We learned the exact opposite. That the Bishamon actually holds when she's old. When somebody's old, partial, partial is considered full. How do you know that? The Tanya. Okay, now we go to a new case, nothing to do with money, but to do with a Kohen Gadol marrying a Betula. But we're going to give a similar Sevarot here. It says in the Pasuk, Vehu Isha Betulea Yikah. What does the Torah say? A Kohen Gadol must marry a Betula. Trat Lebogeret Shekalu. So what is Betulea coming to exclude? It's coming to include a Bogeret. Because what happens to a Bogeret? The Bogeret's Betulin start to thin out. Okay? It's not the full Betulin. And therefore, Tanakamahu is Rabbi Meir over here. Clearly says that a Bogeret cannot marry a Kohen Gadol. Why? We're not going to say that Miksat Betulin is like Kol Betulin. Which is against what Rabbi Meir just said. Rabbi Meir just said when it comes to the ketubah payment, we say miksat ketubah is like what? Kol ketubah, like that she didn't get paid. And therefore, Rabbi Meir is so himself, because when it comes to betulin, we say what? Miksat betulin is considered kechol betulin. And therefore what? A coin cannot marry, a coin cannot marry a bogere. Now Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, that's Rabbi Shimon, huh? Mashirim bebogeret. He comes along and says, you can't marry bogeret. Why? Because he holds miksad betulin. It's kechol betulin. And therefore, even though she has miksad, she has all. That's what's so terrible over here. Because in the case of the mamonot, what do you say? If she got paid part, we don't consider that if she didn't get paid anything. Right? We say miksad is considered miksad. It's not considered kechol by the, by, 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 by the mamon. So the Gemara says, you cannot bring a ra'ayah from betulin to the case of mamonot. Why? There, it's a mahalokit in darshanut in the pesukim. It's a gizrut akatuv of it. How do you pesukim? Why? What's the what's the mahalokit? Rabbi Meir Sabar betula. We're gonna have to donesh the word in three ways. The pasuk says vehu isha bib tuleha. Now, the pasuk could have said betula. It said betuleha, and then it added an extra bet bib tuleha. So each rabbi is going to have to be Doresh, the three components of this word. The bet, the betula, and the betuleha. So the Gemara says, let me be here first. Let me be here somewhere. Betula, after the Pamasuk would have just said betula, after the Mixat betulin. Betula means any, any, any sort of betula. Even if we'll get it. Even if she has partial betulin, it's in doubt. Kosher. Betuleha. Oh, what does betuleha come to exclude? Adika. That what? You need full betulin. To exclude a? Bogeret. 
Bibtuleha. What does the bet come and tell me? Bechedarka in. It's only talking about what? Where the bi'ah was done in the normal way. And that's how she lost the betulin. However, Sheloke Darka, lo. However, Sheloke Darka, which is not saying the bi'ah was uh, uh, from the back, right? It's a bi'ah Sheloke Darka, which is not in the place of the betulin. It's not posted to the Not posted to the So let's review the three she taught, the three uh, breakdowns. Betula, I would have learned what? Even mixat is okay. Betulea comes and tells me what? No. You need full betulin. Betulea, the bed comes and says, it's got to be only when she loses it. Kedarka. Aval shiro kedarka. Okay. Now we go to Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Azar Rabbi Shimon, Savri betula shilema mashma. He starts off differently. He's not what it says. Betula, betula means betula shilema. It's got to be complete. Betulea. Afilu miksat betulin. He comes along and says, what does it say when it says uh, the words uh, betulia, that even miksat betulin, for example, like a bogeret, kasher. It's coming back in. Yes? What is the bet? Betulia. Shiyehu kol betulia kayamin ben bechedarka ben shelo kedarka. Which means, top rashi, which means that which we saying it's coming to say in any way which means she has to be a that she was not at all even so let's go to Mahmir on the Meir in this case so really the Mekir and Mahmir respectively which means the Meir He's Mahmir in the sense that says what? Miksat betula asura. Bogeret asura. Where according to Rabbi Shimon, he says, no, miksat betulin muta. That's what betulah is coming to teach me. Yeah. Whereas Rabbi Meir holds what? Bi'ashiloke darka mutar. Betulah. He says the exact opposite of Rabbi Shimon. Betulah comes along and says, any which way she loses the betulin, even shiloke darka, she's out. And therefore, uh, the Gebarah is concluding and saying, this is a mahloket in... In Pesukim. So therefore you cannot come along now and give a bahloket in the Pesukim to our situation over there. Kesef. Baruch Adonai Olam.